From Nation Media Group, this is Nation Reports Podcast. I am Helen Shikanda from the Nation's Health Desk. Here is a story of a man who suffers from the fish odor syndrome. It, it really took me to, to a dark place. Um, I've lived in isolation pretty much for 23 years. I'm 43, never married, no kids. Yeah. I haven't dated in 10 or so years. My name is Helen Shikanda. I am a health and science reporter with the Daily Nation. August 7th, 1998 started off as a calm and eventful day. In the background, presumably in one of the buildings in Nairobi, terrorists were waiting with bated breath for the clock to tick so that they could unleash their well-crafted plan. 10.30 a.m. A loud bomb was heard at the Nairobi's embassy. Lives were lost. Lives were changed. It was a shocker that shook the country. The first major blast in the country. Terrorist attack against two U.S. embassies in Africa. Car bombs exploded minutes apart outside the embassies in Kenya and in neighboring Tanzania. And right now, no one has claimed responsibility for the attacks. Here's the latest casualty figures. They expect to find many more victims as this debris is finally cleared away. Kenyan television is reporting that a van packed with explosives. Good evening. We have seen so many times that an attack on America does not have to be in America. While the aftermath of the blasts left more than 200 people dead, a sea of survivors remained with throbbing tales to tell. We meet one survivor in Kilifi, at the southern coast of Kenya. Uh, my name is Oscar Ikenya. So His scars are not as visible, but after the blast, he has had 23 years of solitude and for the first time, he tells his story. A story of a man whose body order has denied him peace. A story of a man whose disease is described as fish order syndrome. A story of a man who suffers from trimethylaminuria, abbreviated as TMAU. I'd just been employed a few months earlier. I was employed in May. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I was under probation, six months probation. Um, fast forward August, you know, just like any ordinary day. I remember it was a, it was a Friday. You know, there you are looking forward to the weekend, and there was a bang. Then boom, the the first uh, loud bang. Um, that happened to be a grenade. I got to learn later that it was a grenade. And unfortunately, all the all my colleagues, my former my you know deceased colleagues, went to check on that loud bang. What it was. They all passed away because at the window there was nothing between them and the bomb. The, the building was just next to the to the embassy. It was being targeted. Which building? The U.S. embassy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that time the U.S. embassy was at you know LSLAS, that roundabout railways. Yeah, and Ufundi Ufundi circle the building. I was next to the embassy. Mm-hmm. The one that crumbled. There's no building right there, uh, right now. It's it's a park. So you used to work at Fundi Circle? Yeah, I used to work at Fundi Circle. I was just a bank clerk. I just been employed. Mm-hmm. So, you know, loud bank. Um, uh, luckily, I was writing a check, a bank check for a client. And uh, I could not leave it to go check what it was. It was a sensitive document. The next thing, you know, I'm on the ground. In fact, I thought I'd uh, fallen asleep on the ground. 
so I was in a rush to sit down before you know anybody comes and <laughs> sees me sleeping. Hey, but the dust. There was a lady who was making a call next to where I was. She, she was screaming. So she screamed. We, we were trapped under the, the rubble. So she would move, I move, she moves, I move. We created space and, and we left. The, the, the windows had been blown off. You know, I just walked out. I was soaked in blood. I was soaked, but I doubted whether it was my blood. I remember getting to my head. There was a plank of wood. There was a, you know, there was a plank of wood that stuck there. So when I went to remove it, it moved with my head. So I knew this one, you know, um, I'd better just let it be. So luckily guys were being rushed to hospital. Someone put me in a, in a car and uh, off, off went to hospital. I remember an x-ray. Um, they had to do an x-ray. Then um, surgery. I, I got two operations done on it. The, the, the very first one on that day. And later on it developed complications. So I got a, a second uh, operation. Yeah. If there was Wi-Fi connection for smell, nobody would want to connect with the Oscars. He has experienced rejection firsthand. Amidst all the chaos of trying to find answers to his condition, he lost his job. But do we know if his retrenchment is linked to his smell? Um, the overload, I think it's the overload of the medicines, you know, and, and, and uh, something, it just triggered something because all of a sudden, you know, it becomes uncomfortable being around you. You notice people reacting, people making comments and you wonder, you know, what it is. Because it can be the same, you know, uh, the people where you are, you know, you are the common <laughs> denominator. Mm -hmm. uh, so I began noticing up, uh, it's, you know, there's something off. And then when you notice, now you want to keep away because it's, it's very embarrassing. You know, people holding their nose, um, uh, people reacting funny. There, there are people who, you know, talk loud, you know, they say there's something smelling funny all of a sudden. Then you see the people are treating you. It's, it's different. Nobody wants someone who doesn't smell so nice near them. You know, they'll, you know, they'll shy away. They'll just keep off if, if they can avoid you. They want to finish with you. If there's something they must do with you, they try as fast as possible to, you know, to, to finish and, um, you know, yeah, get done away with. Others don't to deal with you at all. So, mm -hmm. yeah eventually lost that job after how long did you lose the job um to 2007 uh january january 2007 is it because of your condition uh, well i i really wish I, I could say you know for a fact but i'm sure it must have been you know contributing fact because no disciplinary issue anything you know um, they said restructuring mm -hmm. yeah um, oh, of course, I wasn't the only one, but um, you know, I've been a performer. I was a performer all through. Yeah. Losing a job and feeling isolated at the same time can be exhausting. It was not a kind period of life to I'd, Oscar. I'd, I'd, um, not once did he get post-trauma-related counseling after the blast. With the new condition plus the blast, his mental health was deteriorating. How did you know that you have this condition, TMA? told you that it's called TMA? You do research. I, I went online, you know, 
to to find you know you you type you no know, order you type uh, you know persistent order just to try and see whether maybe it's diet or you know something that can be treated then i came across a whole community of people online who you know their stories are their sad stories stories of rejection depression um you know that there, there are a few known suicides um which is which is so sad so how dark is this dark place that you are in i, I have known demons like uh, you know like no other yeah yeah because you see most of the times you want to be alone you, you don't want to be uh, quote and quote bullied you know for lack of a better word or people reacting negatively around you so the fact that they are doing that and the fact that uh, most of the time you find yourself um, you know alone and um, you know combined with uh, I'm, I'm getting to learn you know that there's PTSD post traumatic from the blast which i never got um, you know any counseling for any uh, mental work for and you know, all these things it it really took me to to a dark place yeah it's, it's not a place you don't you know when your enemy is there it's, you lose hope no you, you you don't do anything you it's crazy it's crazy but um you know in 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 trying to help others in you know in 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 helping others it gives you a source a sort of a, a purpose yeah but even before we get there i, I got help i got mental uh, work help yeah um i reached out online and um there's something called uh, tapping i don't know they ever heard of that it's called um it's called uh, uh pole sorry <laughs> the, the the emotions have gotten not the best of me yeah it's called emotional freedom technique eft yeah tapping so i reached out and a therapist from canada six months on 6 months a year she we we did it online mm-hmm. and it it helped quite a bit his healing was taking shape but her facebook post reminded him of his dark days i i came across a post in one of the popular kenyan facebook groups yeah i i don't know that i can i can remember but this was mostly ladies mm-hmm. who are talking about uh, the house health no So one lady put up a post and says that she got this house help but the house help you know smells terribly mm-hmm. you know what does she do mm-hmm. So the others were you know trying to advise fire her I got one like that or scrub her or show her how to wash or my heart just broke down mm-hmm. yeah in fact I think I cried because mm-hmm. you know these are these are they are poor people they have no nothing let me take up a 
As Oscar takes a break overwhelmed by emotions, I took time to reflect his circumstances. I had traveled hundreds of kilometers to meet him, and what strikes you when you meet him is that he is a loner, or best yet, he has been consigned to loneliness by this illness. Oscar did not entirely pull out of the jigsaw puzzle that is life. He tried to refit in to accommodate other people. He embraced healthy living and consumed organic food. You may think of perfume as one way out for people who want to smell nice, but is it? The worst bit about perfumes, you know, it makes things worse. It's it's like um, you know, maybe someone has taken a dump somewhere. Then you go spray perfume on that. You know, it's <laughs> those are two uh, strong smells, uh, and it it makes it worse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it makes it worse. It's a it's a crazy thing. I'm, I've lived in isolation pretty much you know, for 23 years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm 43, never married, no kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I haven't dated in <laughs> think over 10 or so years, 10 years. Mm-hmm. It's been a while. Yeah. What if this disease stays longer than you expect? Oh dear, um maybe make the most out of it. Yeah. Yes. Make the most out of it. I'll I'll make it my life um in fact I think I've made it my life's mission. Yeah. Even even if uh, it's curable and it's cured. Um because you know you only hope for the best but I I want to help people who are going through something like this. Yeah. Yeah, make the most out of it. It's good that this is being featured and and being featured in the press because I am sure there are people who are going through, you know, some crazy times out there. You know, they're having it rough. And uh, they don't know what it is. They don't know who to approach. The doctors even, you know, they don't know what this is. They don't know how to cure it. There's no testing for it. Please maybe uh, ha- people read about it have people read about it get to know it you know be kind treat them right maybe uh, seek medical attention and and all that finally you know I could, I could use all the support I could get you know uh, maybe a water tank and um, nursery there it's a shameless plug please forgive me but uh, Or, or, or even assistance to to get out there and and get the medical attention you know more than anything in fact that's top of the you know list yeah this episode was written and edited by Helen Chikanda and Kevin Miner it was produced by Kevin Miner and James Mott our podcast editor is James Mott special thanks to our senior health sub editor Jane Wanjiku and managing editor Daily Nation Ben and Munzi To read this story visit nation.africa